Welcome to the Howie Silbiger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Get in on the conversation. Call 1-877-669-1292. And I'm Howie Silbiger. Welcome to the program, the Howie Silbiger Show, heard right here on the True Talk Radio Network. If you are... Uh, listening, you could call in. The numbers to call one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. That's one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. If you um, if you want and you're watching online, you could uh, you could type into the chat box, and uh, I will be more than happy to um, to uh, to respond to you in the chat box on uh, on on Twitter, or on Facebook, or on any of the other. Uh, services that you are um, that you are you are part of any of the other services that you are watching this show on, I will be more than happy to uh, to 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 listen to you and to read your uh, to read your comments and to uh, to respond to anything that you have to say um, uh, regarding the topic that we're talking about. Now I know a lot of people are going to want to talk about what we're talking about. I have uh, there's no question in my mind that people are going to want to talk about what I'm talking about tonight uh, because we are talking about the American election. And anytime I say we're talking about the American election, people go nuts. Ah, we want to talk about the American election. We want to talk about how horrible a person Donald Trump is. We want to talk about how great of a person Joe Biden is. We want to talk about how horrible a person Joe Biden is and how great of a person Donald Trump is. This is all I hear and it's all I've heard uh, for the last little while. Uh, doing this show and, uh, and 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 basically in life, I mean, I mean, who hasn't heard nothing but talk about the American elections um, in uh, in in their daily life for the last for the last who knows how long? It's uh, it's it's permeated society. It's permeated the uh, the, the 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 way society talks and um, and the topic of conversation. And uh, I don't mind. I don't mind actually. Mind getting into, into stuff that uh, that everybody's talking about. Usually we try to talk about stuff nobody's talking about, but in this case here, the election is in just a couple of days. So I think uh, I think it would be prudent and, and smart of us to actually talk about the election. So if you want to get involved in the conversation, you want to be part of this, you could give us a call one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. Type into the chat box on Facebook, Twitter, and. Uh, and YouTube, uh, I am I am pleased and proud and happy and uh, and we were just talking about it. I mean, it's been seven years since he joined the show. My friend and the producer of the show, Mister Sheldon Eric Freed, is joining me right now. Hello, Mister Freed, and uh, hello, Mister Silberger. It is really hard to believe it's been seven years since you joined the show. It's unbelievable. It goes by so fast. It really goes by so fast. It, it really, it really is unbelievable. But, but I'm, I'm happy that you're on the show. I'm, I'm really happy about it. But it's, 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 it's really unbelievable. It's been that, it's been that long. You know, it, it seems like only yesterday, uh, you invited me to come, come, come by, at uh, our former studios. Yeah. And actually asked me to be the producer, and actually asked me to be part of the show and it was about a month after when I was let go from Bell Media and it was like just a really amazing it was just an amazing thing and just the ch just the challenges and I tell you the highlight of all the stuff that we had that I had here at True Talk Radio was the tremendous laughs 
that we would give each other. Like the, just the tremendous laughs, uh, the stories that you would tell me, some on, some off the air. Some of the things, and I'll tell you something, it's like a gift. It, it really, it, you know, it just, the thing is for people to, is to have fun whatever you're doing. Especially, this is a, this is not a job. It's a passion, and it's not that you're getting paid. For well, we're this. not, not we're not getting paid for this yeah. at all. So yeah, so it's all passion. Yeah. You've been doing it now. You've been telling me off air for twenty three years. Yes, sir. And so obviously, you love every single minute of it. I know there's days you've had rough rough rides, but don't we all in the media? Um, and it's just amazing. We've covered so many different events. We've covered so many different debates. You asked the hard questions. You got the facts. You were very unbiased in your questioning. And I think at the same time, it is something to to reflect on the unbiased that you are, especially when it comes to moderating debates. And that is something that's a rarity these days in media that you hear. That you hear. Well, you we watch, see we see that during the uh, this election campaign, the uh, the American election campaign. Uh, the bias of the media has been a uh, has been a thorn in the side of anybody who who respects journalism. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I've been watching, and I've been, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been actively pro Trump only because he's the president, and I feel that the president of the United States has gotten a bad rap. He's gotten a really, really bad deal uh, since he was uh, inaugurated. So I've been mm-hmm. pro Trump solely because of that. I don't actually like the guy. I never actually liked the guy. I didn't like him before he was president. I don't like him as president. I like some of his policies, but I think that, you know, that he's a buffoon. And I, I've said this many, many times. Um, but I've supported, I've had to staunchly come out and support the president because the bias against him was so unfair. And, and, and the media bias against him, which continues till today, is so unfair and so wrong that I've had no choice but to come out and support the president. And, and, and it kind of makes me a little sad that I've had to do that uh, because I've never had to do that for any other president. I've covered, I've covered what, four presidents over the, course of, uh, over the course of hosting this show, and I've never had to actually you know, jump in and, and actually defend the president because of the unfairness of, uh, of the media and, and, the, uh, and the bias of, of the media and, um, and, 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 and the way they're covering him. It's just been, it's just been unbelievable. I think the biggest thing is, and I've said it before and I said it again, that media is the role of media the way I would like to see it back to the original roots when you and I first started getting into the media is not to back a political candidate, not to back a political party. Um, The owners to keep off, to keep their hands off and for media to do unbiased reporting and ask the hard questions no matter which party which president, which prime minister, which political leader. The role in media is to get the facts. Keep your biases out and ask the questions that you're supposed to ask. And but, that's the but biggest... But you and I both know that that's not the way the media is working today. No, and that's the... I'm really turned off, and I said this to you off air. I said I, there, every single election may be provincial, federal, and now the U.S. election. I've been so turned off. It's getting me more and more turned off politics because instead of political leaders debating the issues, I mean, I don't expect everybody to agree on everything, and neither do you, and neither does most people. But at least people should respect the views of the other person 
and at least debate the issues, not character assassination, assassinate the political leader or their families. I'm sorry, that's way over. And I and I don't like the way media, what media has turned out, um, the way they've done it in this election and the way they've done it in, in elections past for a while. And yes, I don't see that media is going to come around to their senses. And, you know, when I was even watching highlights of the debate between Trump and Biden, when Biden had to tell Trump to shut up, when they were taking real pot shots at one another, you know, people want to, people lead by example. People, especially kids that are growing up and let's say they want to be in the political system, they want to go into the political arena. What type of an example is this setting? Now, again. Now, what kind of normal if, person would want to go into the into the political arena today? You not got, you me, got to, that's you, for sure. You, you really have to have a death wish. You have to have some kind yeah. of a some kind of a wish for uh, for 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 harm to your family or harm to yourself. I mean, exactly. Look, even when you were running uh, for municipal politics, yeah, I, and it was a mudslinging there too, and I and it was just it was it, it it's horrible. It really it's is. It's really, really, and, and you know what? And you know what? When I ran for municipal politics and it was a mudslinger and the, the candidate that was running against me uh, played a dirty, dirty game and it turned me off politics, took me off municipal politics altogether. I stopped, I stopped being involved in municipal politics after that. Yeah. Because it just turned me off. I said, you know, if that is what's going to happen to my reputation, if that's what's going to happen to me, then I have no interest at all in being involved in politics. Yeah. I, I I could discuss politics. I understand politics. I have a degree in politics, and I could I could uh, I could talk about politics all day. We could get up here on a show. We could speak for hours about politics, but I won't run for politics because uh, because of how it it, it try how, how my opponent tried to damage my reputation and damage the reputation of uh, my family. Now, taking that into account, imagine on a on, on a national scale like the president of the United States and how badly. These guys' reputations and families are being damaged. It's just crazy that people decide that this is what they want to do with their lives. It's a big, big role, and it's a big commitment. And once you cross that line, there's no getting back to it because Trump's life will never be the same. Uh, let's say, for example, Biden wins. Trump's life will still never be the same because he's been uh, he's been under a lot of scrutiny, under a lot of controversy. Now, as per previous discussions you and I have had, Howie, yeah. one thing one thing goes for sure. I'm, I'm for equal treatment to media no matter who is running. So whether or not it's Trump, whether or not it's Biden, whether or not it was Obama, whether or not it was Clinton, whoever. Why do you think, Sheldon, that the media got to this point? How do you think we got here? I think because it's one word, one word only. It's yeah. called sensationalism. Okay, so it's just trying to, sell, trying to sell more papers, one. trying to get more eyeballs. Is that is that it? Exactly. And ratings. That's what it is. Because everything, it's about the ratings game. It's about more people watching. And if they can get more people watching, they cross their boundaries. They, boundaries. they cross their own ethical, uh, moral guidelines. And I think that's wrong. And which, I think which brings people... Me, which brings me to this big story about Hunter Biden and his laptop. Now, uh, you, I'm sure you've been following the story, Sheldon. I mean, most people in North America have. Um, mm -hmm. But Hunter Biden's laptop was, uh, was, was left at a repair shop in Delaware. 
couple of years mm-hmm. ago. The guy waited, and nobody ever picked it up, so he started looking through it, and he found thousands of emails uh, between Hunter, Biden, and implicating Joe Biden in corruption. Um, the emails have been authenticated. People involved in the emails said, yeah, I sent that email. That email came to me. The, the emails are true, but no media wanted to touch it except for Fox News. Mm-hmm. Because they wanted to protect Joe Biden because they hate Donald Trump. See, now, that's wrong. That's now, wrong. Now, now this is a major news story that they yeah. did not cover. They they absolutely ignored because they want to see Trump get out of office. Well, so that's, tell me how tell again, me how right or wrong that is, Sheldon. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying it's not that I'm ag- I'm against Trump. I'm for I'm I'm for pro unbiased media. Period. So if Biden does something wrong. If Clinton did something wrong, Hillary Clinton, if Bill Clinton did something wrong, they should be under the exact same media scrutiny. They right. should not be biased because they're running for the De- Democratic Party to get a pass. That's not what this is all about. Now, like, people make all types of mistakes. So the thing is, nobody, no human being is perfect, no matter which side of the coin you're on. Really? Even you? Even me. Whoa. Even me. Sheldon yes, you heard admi- it first. All right, you? so this is breaking news. Sheldon admits that he you. makes mistakes. Oh, yeah. All right, smart Alec. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I've been on, so yeah, I know, I know, I know. You missed me. <laughs> but, uh, but, but you know what? It, people make, the polit- politicians make mistakes all the time. And the thing is, okay, you give a certain pass, but if something like that, emails have gone out, authenticated emails gone, but gone out then it was it's up to the media themselves to get to the root of the issue and no matter if it's biden no matter if it's trump or whoever to get to the bottom of this that's what media is all about and the problem is it's not just the media it's the ownerships of the media that's a real big problem well that's where it all comes from anyway right the ownership yeah the ownership decides that they want um that they want um uh, their media to cover it in a certain way, and that's the way they cover exactly. it. Exactly. Look, I and told they, the story. I told the story a hundred times about the newspaper I worked for that forced, that, that tried to force me to change an article, and when I didn't, they changed it themselves. Put my byline on it. So yeah. I mean, this is this publishers work this way, media moguls work this way, and they've been working this way forever. Yeah, in all different types of media, press, television, and broadcast, radio broadcasting, electronic broadcasting of all sorts. We even had a media situation here in Canada, which you and I know about, yeah. that the owner was implicated because he went too far and he was, uh, well, it was it I was, don't know. It was front page news in all the newspapers, Bell Media. It was front page news. Yeah, yeah. And the thing was, I don't, I'm trying to remember if it was a person that was working in a newsroom that was trying to edit, editorialize something or was trying to put a spin, this comment, and the owner did not want it. And, uh uh, threatened to either pull that particular story, but the thing was, it was out there. Yes, it made all the all the newspapers. Uh, he was also in front of the CRTC. Uh, there was, and that's the biggest corporate broadcasting uh, empire in Canada. Right. Okay. So, and it's not just limited here, and it's not just Bell. So I just, it's not a question. I'm not being against bell it's all other major major media like the small to medium companies they still believe in the truth and the facts but it's the big corporate owned media whose owners are interfering in the ethical 
moral guidelines that when you and I first entered the media were promised to, to uphold. That's the problem. Yeah, nobody's upholding those guidelines anymore. No, and that's the thing. And that's what, that's what it completely turns me off politics completely. Like it, there's no question because, and the political leaders aren't helping when they're actually mudslinging, doing personal assassinations instead of one another. I'm not saying that Trump or Biden or Trudeau or uh, or uh, O'Toole should be buddy-buddy and go out to a bar and have beers. I'm not saying they have to like each other. I'm only saying that they should at least respect one another. That's it. Right. That's uh, it. Okay, Sheldon, so uh, there's a question that came in on Facebook. Will thousands of Americans storm into Canada if, uh, if, uh, if, if Trump wins? Well, there's been no secret to a lot what what I've been seeing in the media also that a lot of Americans have wanted to travel elsewhere to move elsewhere for one reason or another, and especially for for Trump. When Trump first got in, I don't think a lot of Americans came into Canada. Maybe a couple here and there, but certainly not a widespread thing. And we don't have the best, we don't have the most perfect political system here in Canada either. No, not at all. Far from it. In fact, so, our, our government's as corrupt as the American government. So, I mean, thank you. We, we, thank we, you. There's no winning here. No. And the thing is, we have our own uh, political problems, and especially in our a broadcast location. We have a corrupt prime minister, and that's, that's the problem. And then we're in the middle of a pandemic, which means that the government doesn't want to go to a new election. So, I mean, you know. Well, stuck well with, yeah, you're yeah, stuck with a corrupt prime minister. Now, if you also noticed when I was looking at this, some of the American press, and I'm sure you have too, the amount of people in the U.S. south of the border that's voting, there's a huge, yeah, huge amount, yeah. Which I'm glad because I've always said, no matter where you live, as long as you have the the, the freedom to be able to cast your ballot. And that's why I'll never tell people who to vote for, but I will tell people to go out and vote and do your democratic duty. Because how many times have I seen and really gets my goat is when people complain and they and I'll ask them, did you vote? I would not. I'm not going to ask them who they voted for. That's that's their business. If they choose to tell me that's their business, am I going to tell them you're stupid? No. You have the right to vote whoever you want to vote for. Right. I'm just telling people to go out and vote. That's the ticket. I and and it does. And I'm not saying because I want Trump out uh, taken out of office. If Americans are really upset at the political system, then they should do something about it. Do you think That's there's the going to be? Do you think there's going to be a civil war if Trump wins the election? Uh, no, I can't think it's going to be a civil war okay so i heard there's i heard first there's there's definitely been clashes no question about it about trump supporters versus anti-trump supporters because it all also happened you know with with the death of this person in minneapolis yeah okay i heard firsthand that that uh, cities across america are now preparing for um riots that they're expecting to happen after the election regardless of who wins they're expecting riots and, you know, business are boarding themselves up and police are getting ready uh, to, to, to deal with riots. Uh, do you think we're going to have riots on Tuesday Definitely. Night? I wouldn't be surprised. Why, I Why not... do you think people would riot? What was there to riot about? 
that's the problem. You see, that's a country that has changed so much. Because I used to go to the States very, very often. Yeah. And the last time I was in the States was I was with I was with my significant other. We went to a beach in Plattsburgh, just over the border. And you know what? I have no like even if if uh, COVID is finished. Would I want to go to the States now? And first of all, having my cell phone looked into seeing what my Facebook postings are, seeing what, you know, getting into my personal life, even though I've never broken the law, but getting my private life and getting the freedom that I have the, that I have the right to state an opinion, no matter what the, what the opinion is. Other than actually going out, threatening a person, which I would never do, but to say that I would disagree with a, let's say a person of a political uh, party of whatever, and not being allowed to go into the states, I think that's preposterous. There's good. I, I don't think that there's going to be like whole cities complete lockdown and riots, but there will be areas of cities. First of all, the anti-Trump movement to the point that once the, it was the death of that person, yeah, uh, uh, Mr. Floyd, yeah, George Floyd, it re, George Floyd, it really that really because before that it was relatively calm. And then when this happened, all H-E double hockey sticks broke loose and it just kept going. And then there was the thing about when there was the, the when people were marching on a peaceful demonstration. Like I said, if people want to demonstrate and, you know, in, in hundreds and millions of people, that's one thing. And I was saying this before COVID. OK, yeah, that's one thing. If people are going to loot and hurt innocent people and smash businesses where innocent people are trying to make a living to support themselves and their family. I got a problem with looters. I have a problem with people that take a demonstration to the level of violence. It's one thing not to agree and to protest, but it's but the peaceful protest will work strength in numbers. When you start looting, it completely diminishes of what the protests are all about. And that was the biggest problem. And then it started ballooning. And then when Trump decided to take a photo op to go across the street to a church, and it was a peaceful protest, it was, and then you had... The problem is it wasn't a peaceful protest. Well, they, the, were throwing, the thing, they were throwing rocks and bottles at the police. There was video from the, uh, from the police that were there. From, uh, yeah, but that I'm just saying from body cam even, videos, there were videos of, of of the police getting pelted with bottles that and even, rocks. That even made matters even worse so, than it was. Uh, That's you, what I'm trying to say. So they I mean, I'm not the, saying they dispersed the crowd. They would have done that anyway. Yeah, That's but the, I'm saying That's like you know, like so there was there you know, was the false, on the that. false the false narrative that that was a peaceful protest is part of the media campaign to 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 slander Trump. You could look at the body cam footage; it's available on YouTube of the Lafayette Park uh, protest, and you could watch the, the body cam videos of the police officers that were there as they were being pelted by bottles and, and, and rocks and Molotov cocktails. So, so to say that this was a peaceful protest is really, really, really uh, disingenuous. No, no. What I'm trying to say is... But what, I'm I, what saying, I'm saying is to say it was a peaceful protest is disingenuous. It's not uh, true. Uh, yeah, but what I'm trying to say is the protests, if you have a peaceful protest... Yeah. Though it'll it'll mean a lot more than a protest and then infiltrated by looters, 
because looters will completely diminish whatever the people that, let's say, organize the protest meeting in good standing, it'll completely annihilate the protest itself. So what I'm saying is if you have a peaceful protest, this is what I'm trying to tell you. No matter where the protest is going to be, no matter what country in the world, if it's peaceful and people go out in numbers and it's a respectful protest, and let's say petitions are signed, and then that's that'll weigh a lot more than you get protests of hundreds of thousands of people, but then 50 people decide, or 100 people or 1,000, let's say 1,000, okay, out of argument's sake, they take that protest and they feel that they could smash businesses, hurt people, you know, do violence on police, attempt to try to do violence on the president of the United States or, or wherever politician, wherever country it is around the world, that completely annihilates everything. All that hard work, all that organization is completely down at tubes. It means nothing. So the problem is, if there would be protests, peaceful protests, no matter who wins the election on Tuesday, that's one thing. If there's going to be violence and looting and people taking Molotov cocktails and smashing it into business or, or taking cars and smashing into windows of buildings and hurting innocent people, then I have a very serious problem with this. one 1292 to get in on the conversation. I'm Howie Silberger. He's Sheldon Freed. This is the Howie Silberger Show. Uh, we're taking your calls at one 669 1292 Do you think that there'll be a peaceful... Um, that there'll be peaceful demonstrations after the election? Do you think uh, it'll be rioting? Do you think people will get hurt? What do you think? one 669 1292 I think that, um, that the people who, uh, who take advantage of situations, and there are people who take advantage of these kind of situations, are going to go out and take advantage of this situation too and riot and drive, uh, drive the police crazy. And then the people who take, take advantage of the situations of the people who are rioting, so they take advantage of the situation of the people who are taking advantage of the situation. I know it sounds a little convoluted, but that's what it is. Uh, will complain that, uh, that that is police brutality and that the police are uh, cracking down too hard on people who are rioting and stealing from the gap. Uh, it, is, uh, it is absolutely ridiculous to, to, to think that the results of an election should result in, in, in rioting and looting. Uh, we haven't had that. Uh, you haven't seen that in the United States in the past. And the fact that it's happening now is, 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 um, is a testament. Is a testament to the incitement that the media has done for the last four years. Now, that's, that's, that's what I have to say. The media caused this. This is a full media creation. And now it's out of control and the media can't control it. It's totally out of control. But it was created by the media over the last four years by the Democratic Party and the media. I, I will even go that far and say by the Democratic Party and the media who tried to demonize Trump from the day he was not inaugurated and riled people up to the point where now they're just looting and killing people and, and destroying property uh, without any regard to law and order or anything else. And it's very scary and it's very sad. And it's very sad to see the destruction of the, of the, of the, of the, of the wonderful country. It was really a great country, the United States of America. I, I, it, it pains me to my heart to watch this. Well, there's no question about it. That's the thing with, with the United States. It was probably one of the most freest, the most democratic country in the world. And you know what? The media, as much as, and I agree with what you're saying 100%, that the media, the Democratic Party, uh, is fully responsible for that because I'm 
I am against any party, Democratic or Republican, that uses the media for its political gain. That's number one. Number two, the media is not going to say that they're sorry because they're way past that. And the thing is, it's going to take really a major reorganization and a more of a progressive approach to the media to say, hey, listen, we're supposed to, our responsibility is to report the facts and ask the questions. That's it. Uh, we're not going to have any influence from the liberals, the conservatives, the Democratic, the Democrats or the Republicans. We are our own independent body, fully capable of making our own decisions, asking the questions and get to the root of the issues and the questions so people have the right to get unbiased, unfiltered information. And that's what really peeves me off about the media. And that's, I can't be any more unbiased than what I'm saying right now. I'm not sure that the media could ever get back to that standard. It'll never get back. I don't think there's any way for it to get back there. Howie, not the way it's going. I mean, not, it is, it is not even close. It's not even, they haven't even done any kind of planning to even think of, of um, going back to its original roots. I mean, so, I, so basically, basically, the media is the root of democracy because you need a free press in order to ask politicians questions. Exactly. Uh, to ask politicians questions and hold politicians accountable for their actions. Mm-hmm. Now, when the media yeah. colludes with one side against the other side, well, which exactly. is what has happened for the last four years, uh, that, 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 that form of democracy has disappeared. That, that if you think about it, it's disappeared. almost like communism, where you, government would control the media, yeah, and the course. media would do exactly so that state-run so media. Is, yeah, so the thing is, do, you know, we don't want to be, we don't want to have a state-run media, obviously, and uh, we don't want to have a media that's controlled by an essential party or ownership that's. But we're already there, you know, Sheldon. We're already there. We're already there, and it that's started. The it started with the. Uh, it started with the candidacy of Barack Obama um, at the beginning of his of his uh, of his term. And when he first became a candidate, and they didn't vet him at all, they just they just gave him a free pass. You know why and they gave went, him a free pass? Continu- and it continued for eight years uh, of Obama, and then for four years of Trump, they didn't give him a pass on anything. It was I the know. exact flip opposite. And that's why I said that was wrong. I told you that before. I said w- what they did with Obama. And now they're going wrong. back to doing what they did with Obama. They're going back to with Joe with Joe Biden. And and, and you know it's well, that's wrong. wrong. That's wrong again. Uh, again, I, and if it weren't, if I wasn't clear to people, or if I wasn't clear to you, I'm going to state it again. Uh, media has to be unbiased and get to the facts. So whether or not it's Biden, they shouldn't give Biden a pass. They shouldn't give Trump a pass. They should not have given Obama a pass. So I cannot be any more clear. Play back this video. Play back. Play back the replay of the show, people, because I I am for pro unbiased media. Period. Jason writes on uh, Facebook, the media should not be giving personal opinions. That's the problem. And exactly. I agree with him. You're right. I agree with Jason. You know, He's 100%, 1 the, million percent there, right. There is an opinion page in every newspaper, and the opinion page is for opinion. Everything else should be news. Well, that's exactly it. And that's the difference between, that was the difference between, let's say, talk show hosts in uh, electronic media and uh, uh, people that were doing opinions. That's a separate entity and a separate uh, moral guidelines. If you wanted to do an, if you're a talk show host and want to do an opinion piece, that's one thing. But if you're a newscaster, if you're in media, 
And look, I, I work for I'm I was I'm a newscaster on call for a corporate media, medium, medium media, not a big one like I was. Yeah. I have to say the facts. I can't slant anything. I can't uh I'm not allowed to slant anything. I I take the facts, I read them, that's it. I don't I don't that's do any sarcastic job. remarks. That's, that's my job. job. That's the job. That's what I signed up for. That's what I'm proud to represent. That's my job. When That's I, what I when I come on to this show or I uh, I post on Facebook, I'm expressing my opinion. I'm not a journalist. I'm expressing. I'm an opinion host. I'm expressing my opinion. That's it. If I was doing a news show and, and, and supplying the news, then I would not include my opinion. Then then uh, then I would just do the news straight, as if you know, as uh, as objectively as possible. But I don't but do a news a... show. I do an opinion show. It's a it's a it's a um, it's it's a, it's a topical opinion show, but it's an opinion show. It's my opinion. But the thing is, when you do an opinion show, yeah. okay, you also are when it comes to debates, you don't slant towards the right. You don't slant towards the left. You ask questions directed at everybody, and you ask. And you don't a uh, ask easier questions. Well, if I'm to, moderating a debate between that's two what I mean. sides, that's what I mean. Then of that's course, I mean. then of course, I'm not going to favor one side over the other. It's, that's it's a what debate. I mean. And because a moderator is almost like a newscaster. That's right. Because so it is like a newscaster because you gotta you gotta put everything in, in perspective. Exactly. So and if I'm moderating that, a debate, if if yeah. I have you on, if I have you on as a left winger and I have a right winger on, and I'm in the middle, uh, I'm I'm really gonna hold back on my opinion because I want to hear your opinions. That's the whole idea of you being there. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So if I'm moderating here, we're having a discussion, so I can express my opinion. But if there were two yeah. of you on with me, and I was moderating a discussion between the two of you, I, I wouldn't express my opinion. I'd, but I'd you just see, ask you questions. But you see, the thing is, and this goes out to people that we res we uh, we respect one another's opinion. That's true. And I just wish that if you and I can do it, other people can do it. And I, if if more people were to do that. Like, even if we disagree on something, we don't do character assassinations. You know, you say your viewpoint, I see my viewpoint. Let me tell you about Sheldon. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> he also has a comedic side to him. <laughs> Sheldon Freed. Howie Silberger. Loves eating chicken legs. I don't know why. I don't know why he loves eating chicken legs, but Sheldon is a chicken leg lover. Well, I got a leg to stand on. That's why. <laughs> now I'm more vegetarian. There, I have <laughs> so. now assassinated your character, my friend. <laughs> but you know, the, vegetarians but that, but, and vegans but, hate you now. But, <laughs> but I, but I really wish, I really wish that po the politicians, uh, the media, I really wish they would really get back to. Respecting one another's viewpoints. I really, really I, I do too wish, because I, I'm really because you know what that would attract more people. It's actually infuriating when you're watching news, or when you're listening to, uh, or when you're listening to a talk show, or you're, or you're or you're reading a newspaper, and and it's just constantly, you know, repeating a lie or repeating a fabrication or expanding on something that never really happened or it just drives me crazy. I mean, what happened to good yeah. old-fashioned journalism? It just well, that's vanished. what I mean. That's what you. That's vanished. what you. That's what you and I tried to do every week. Yeah. And uh, and you you know you've been doing it for twenty three years. I've been doing it for seven here, and I've been doing it for thirty back at uh, CJD and everything. Yeah. And and the thing is that people have to realize that a lot of other people are just totally fed up. 
they're fed up because of character assassination. They're fed up instead of getting to the facts of the issues. So let's say if you, if you see a Democrat and you hate the Democrats, like you hate the issues of the Democrats, you're not hating the person of the Democrats. You're hating what they're saying in terms of you're hating what they stand for in the issues, but you don't hate the person. That's right. Don't shoot and the messenger. Right. Don't shoot the messenger. And that's the thing. And people have to know the difference and that line, that very, that very specific line, don't cross the line. Okay. If, so you, I, if, you, if, if you hate a policy, if you hate a viewpoint, that's one thing. Fine. That's what you go to the polls for. That's what you vote for. All right. So I just wanted to let the, uh, the audience know that, um, that I will be on Tuesday night for Political Hitman at midnight on Tuesday. Hopefully by midnight we will have a result of the election. There's no guarantee, but hopefully by midnight we will have a result of the election and I will be able to discuss it with you on Political Hitman at midnight on Tuesday here on the True Talk Radio Network. So please join me at midnight on Tuesday and uh, we could discuss this. You could call in. Uh, we could have we could have a discussion on it. Uh, we will be live in, in uh, on True Talk Radio and uh, the True Talk Radio Network everywhere you're listening or watching us now. And I will also be live on the Israel News Talk radio network uh, with Political Hitman. So we'll be, uh, we'll be able to discuss this, uh, the election, on Tuesday. But right now, right now, um, speaking of news, my friend Sheldon Eric Freed, the producer of the show, the greatest newsman in the history of the business. Oh, I love this. He's sucking up. That's fantastic. I love this. Has prepared... A newscast for you, for news that you may not have heard over the course of the week. And uh, I turned the microphones and the uh, and, and the video phones and all the other phones that we have here. I turn everything over to my friend Sheldon, who will now who will now regale you with the news. Well, you know what? You just tell, just to say to all you people, you heard it here first. Whew. See, so we're going away from politics. And we talk about somebody throwing a surprise funeral for a person. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. did you say a surprise funeral? Yeah, yeah. A surprise See, like funeral. I, like I said, you heard it here first, people. Surprise funeral. Because, you know, All right. when you think of birthday parties, Howie, we might imagine bright colored streamers, cake and lots of fun and games. But when one man arrived at a celebration to mark his 33rd year of living, this is not exactly what greeted him. Instead, Ellie McCann found himself walking into his very own funeral. His boyfriend, Skylar Westergy, who is now his husband, has come up with the quirky, quirky idea to throw him a funeral because he felt that people shouldn't have to die in order for their friends to say why they love them. Skylar decorated a friend's house for the occasion, creating a fake casket made out of an ironing board and pillows. I know Halloween just passed yesterday. Uh, he also hung up photos of, of uh, Ellie around the place and arranged for all of his guests to dress, to dress in black. Talk about men in black, eh? Number this is two. the oddest story I've ever heard, Sheldon. Well, that's why I said we hear the funny and strange news here first with yours truly, Sheldon Eric Freed, on the True Talk Radio Network on the Howie Silberger Show. Number two, 
Hungover woman's McDonald's meal raises eyebrows when people see her receipt. A woman's unconventional McDonald's meal has left people scratching their heads. Katie Poole, a mom based in Toronto, made the request after enjoying one too many drinks with her partner, Jody. But when it came to ordering her burger, Katie was very specific about what she wanted and made multiple multi modifications. A receipt of Katie of Katie's showed that she asked for a burger with no mustard, no onions, no pickles, no bun, and no hamburger patty with the only ingredients remaining being ketchup. What? And <laughs> the delivery receipt, uh, the delivery you know the the delivery yeah. bill yeah is marked as follows hamburger no regular bun hamburger no mustard hamburger no onion relish hamburger no pickles hamburger no reg patty her husband explained so we had a few drinks last night katie decided a mcdonald's hamburger will cure her hangover so Won't she ordered much so she ordered a package of ketchup Ketchup, and it was marked in the receipt. Now, Katie is the type of person who will make modifications to a classic, no pickles, no onions, etc., he added. So this is what she ordered. No pickles, no onions, no mustard, no bun, no patty. They literally sent us two ketchup packets. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I, I, I guess she yeah. didn't deserve a, I guess she didn't deserve a break that day. No. Um no, and she, you know, she she wound up getting away, but I guess she got a hangover to get away to so her weird. nearest McDonald's store. So strange. Number three, a woman ambushes fiance at work in wedding dress, demanding he marry her or she's done. So could you imagine, okay, <laughs> you're a shopper in Target. Yeah. And you would get a shock when they would when you would see a bride roaming the aisles with a pastor and bridesmaid following closely behind her. She brought the priest with her? Yes. <laughs> the unnamed woman was looking for a fiance who was working in the store in Las Vegas, wow. otherwise known as Las Wages, Nevada. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Dressed in a white wedding gown, carrying a bouquet. She ambushed her partner while he was stocking shelves with Halloween costumes, demanding he marry her right here and then. The eyebrow-raising scene was captured on camera and shared in two videos on TikTok by a user named Boy Mom Ashley. And it has, it has gone viral with the footage being watched by over 5 million times wow. and gathering over 580,000 likes it's crazy in one clip the bride could be heard saying you put this ring on my finger two years ago and it's time to do it or get out yeah we're getting married right now or i'm leaving i'm out i'm done like if you don't marry this second i bought i brought a pastor <laughs> i brought emily she's my bridesmaid <laughs> by this point a crowd has gathered in the shop to watch the drama unfold Unfold. The bride turned to the onlookers and waved, explaining that she's just trying to get her guy to finally commit. Like the sands in the hourglass, Howie, wow. so goes the days of our lives. Did he get married to her? 
Uh, I don't know. Never, we don't know the end of the any, story. Who know? Who knows? Who knows if he's even alive? They didn't. They didn't report the end of the story. Uh, they didn't. That's the latest I heard. Holy! So what? So who who knows? Maybe he held her hostage at the nearest uh, 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 target school. How could how we have store. that story and not not have the end of the story? All well, right. that's that's anybody's right. guess. We're I, I gotta we're see if I can find the end of that story because where was that? What what city was that in? Uh, this was. Let me see. I don't even know if it was marked the city here. Uh, no. Was not marked the city, right, but I'll if find, I do I'll find it, I'll find it. Yeah, but if we do, if we do get the an update, we will. You will hear it here first on the Two Talk Radio Network. Number four, who knows? Maybe she might be holding him hostage, <laughs> or maybe uh, you know. I guess uh, she wants to make sure that he's always in stock for her. So um, crazy. Okay, uh, the fourth item. I hired an escort, and my best friend's mum turned up. <laughs> well. I'm telling you, I'm not making this up. Since joining the army six years ago, James has found it difficult to hold down a relationship. Because don't forget, in an army, you travel, you're away for long periods at a time, which makes dating and finding someone special extremely tricky. However, he missed the physical sides of a relationship, so he decided to try hiring escorts, saying he makes the best of a very unique situation. I guess Uncle Sam wanted him. His fun, sexy nights have become part of his normal routine, and he's never thought too much of it until one evening when things got very, very weird, when one of his anonymous bookings ended up being his mate's mum. The site he used saw him order an escort using just photos of the woman's body, but you couldn't see it, see the face. He told the Mirror Online, using escorts means, means I can satisfy my sexual needs with no strings attached, in my mind, I'm making the best of a very unique situation. I always book escorts, no matter where I'm stationed with the Army. When I last came home after being injured, I couldn't wait to book someone. I was buzzing. I have always had a thing for the MILF. So I decided to look to go for a woman who had a very sexy headmistress vibe. She didn't know her face in her photos, she didn't show her face in her photos, but her body and what she said she'd do on her profile was enough to grab my attention. They set a time and a place, and 45 minutes later, a call pulled up, but James was horrified when he opened up the door of the car. He said, I opened the door, and who was who stood in front of me? My best friend's mom. I just thought, whoops, this is awkward. <laughs> he claims that uh, while he had no idea what to do with the friend's mom took control of the situation and acted as if they did not know one another. He said she proceeded with the appointment like we didn't even know each other. Could you imagine? I was obviously attracted to her. It was a weird turn of events, but it actually added to the excitement you want and what you can have. And I knew I should not carry on. There wasn't exactly much talking going on. We got right to it. No messing about. However, so it did address... They did address the issue after they were finished with a mutual understanding that it had to be kept a secret. Yeah, so that's what we're talking about right here on the show, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so it was a real I mean, good we, secret. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what it is with electronic media. Be careful. How horrible. We did make a clear agreement at the end that it would have to be kept a secret. No one could know. Unsurprisingly, James had decided he will never tell his friend about what happened. No Unless kidding. he reads it in the newspaper. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he told the newspaper exactly. Right. He told the mirror. He said, I honestly don't know how I would even start that conversation. Well, through the, the mirror. Fact, uh, exactly. <laughs> the fact I've seen her on several occasions since would also make it 100% times, 100 times worse for obvious reasons. Obviously. But to make things even more horrifyingly awkward, James knows that his pal uses the same escort directory. Oh. And that's, once again... Funny and strange things in the news on the Howie Suburger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Back okay, to you. That, that, okay, I said the first story was the oddest story, but no. No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the last story was pretty damn odd, too, <laughs> Sheldon. Well, that's why I said I come up with these things. you got to admit, they're interesting. They're interesting is one way to put them, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, just an update. Just an update on the story that you told before about the bridezilla and her man in the... In Target. Oh, we um, got an update. Okay. According to TMZ, they got married. Where, at Target? Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, so here's the TMZ story. I'll, I'll read it to you. Uh, one woman must have had Elvis lyrics in her head as she stormed into a Target hunting for a fiancé in a bride's dress and demanded a hand in marriage. It's now or never. So they, they have the video of it, actually. So if you want to check out the video, go to TMZ. It's there. Um, it's now or never. Check out this video of a gal on a mission to walk down the aisle, but first things, but first having to pursue other types of aisles so that she could confront her target employee hubby to be with a minister in tow. Eventually, finds him in stalking something, and it pops off. Customers recorded the awkward scene, and you could make out the gist of what's happening here. Brightzilla tells her man she wants to get married right there and then, or she's ending things between them for good. The ultimate ultimatum. She says she put an engagement ring on her finger two years ago, but hasn't pulled the trigger yet, and she's sick of waiting. The dude is clearly uncomfortable and asks her if they could talk outside. The woman agrees, but it sounds like her mind is made up. It's funny, too, as the caravan of people pass the photog, you can see the, fi the fiancé say something to the effect, could someone have told me then? Sounds like he was caught as much off guard as anyone else witnessing the bizarre love blitz. Now, we should note, some people are saying this is a stunt. If so, boo. But it's still pretty crazy to see it played on video. Assuming it's real, good luck. No question who the dominant one for this happy couple is. Jeez, I wonder if they're going to go for a honeymoon in Walmart. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She might ditch him and she might go for the person who's stocking shelves at Walmart. Who knows? What a crazy story. Or Costco. Yeah, well, you see, people, you heard it here first on the Howie Soberger shows on Funny and Strange Things in the News. Yes. All right, Sheldon, that's it. We're all out of time. I want to thank it's been you. A blast. I want to thank you for joining me. I want to thank everybody for uh, for for tuning in. I will be back once again. I will be back on Tuesday night at midnight, where we will have a political hitman. It will be here on True Talk Radio and on the Israel News Talk Radio uh, network. We will be talking about uh, the American elections, of course, on Tuesday night. Tuesday is the election day in America. We'll be talking about the American elections on Tuesday night, and uh, hopefully, by the time midnight comes around, we will have a um, we will have an answer on who the next president is going to be. So until then, I bid you a a great a great night and a great week, and I'll see you again Tuesday night on Political Hitman right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>